Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com, another Michigan insider, is standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. How you doing, my man? I'm doing well. I saw the All-Big Ten uh, announcer defense special teams uh, list today. How about that Michigan defense being represented very well in the first, second, and third teams? Yeah, especially the the first team, you got two sophomores on there, Mason Graham at D-tackle and Will Johnson at corner. So the future looks bright there, too. I know people kind of this time of year, based on, you know, some other programs, you know, being in kind of a different type of calendar, everyone's kind of looking ahead to next year, at least having that peak. And future looks bright for that Michigan defense. But, I mean, just the plays they've been able to make throughout the year. You think of Mikey Sainer still is also on the first team. They're nickel back and played outside corner at times as well, including late in this Ohio State game when he had to after Will Johnson went down and how he fared, even even with being probably the smallest guy on the field. So they had a lot of guys that stepped up in those kind of big moments. So uh, that, that defense has been uh, incredible and uh, complimentary football on both sides, I, I would say, too, the way Michigan plays. It's been a perfect match. So speaking of match or matches in a matchup uh, in Iowa, uh, 35 and a half is the over under Michigan favored by 23. Uh, Iowa, I think is averaging 18 points a game and that's a good day. Special teams defense are their strengths. Uh, you look at Michigan, you look at Iowa. What are you thinking goes down Saturday night? Yeah, I think the team total for Iowa points scored is six and a half. And I don't even know that I would take it um, at this point based on, what their offense has done, not only against any team, but against some of the better teams, Penn State, they get shut out 31 to nothing. Um, but you have to give Iowa credit for winning football games. You know, it doesn't matter how, how they've done it or, or against two. I mean, they still have won 10 games, which is incredible uh, in the Big Ten West. And really, they were a bad call away from being 11 and one. And, uh, you know, so they have accomplished something getting to this game. You know, it, you know, on the same breath, you know, the Big Ten West was was really really bad this year, and you know I think that Michigan is uh, you know properly favored in this game. You got to get the focus back. I think that will uh, I think they'll be revved up and ready to go based on that. Jim Harbaugh will be back on the sideline for Michigan this weekend. Um, you know, feels like as Harbaugh said on Sunday that out of any year here in the last few where they've beaten Ohio State and then gone on to the Big Ten championship game it feels a little bit more normal. Like it doesn't mean it wasn't a special win and, and the players and fans and everybody aren't excited, but it feels like, you know, you could move on a little bit quicker to this big 10 championship game. That's kind of the vibe I've gotten. We'll talk to some more players after practice tonight when we get to go interview them over at Schembechler hall. And it'll be interesting to see what they say, but that's certainly the vibe I'm getting. Uh, so I think this Michigan team will be focused. They're familiar with this. I mean, most of the players on the team have, played in multiple Big Ten championship games or at least been there for those games. So it feels like business as usual, 12-0 and for the second straight year, um, which is uh, quite the feat. Never done it two years in a row in Ann Arbor. So uh, I think they'll be ready. Iowa's always a team that gives you a little bit of, you know, got to be a little bit cautious based on the fact that they can turn you over. Uh, they haven't done it as well this year with interceptions, but uh, they can win a game with defense or special teams. So you got to be you got to be ready to go. you got to play well. Um, but, you know, you, you don't you can't make mistakes as well because they're not going to make too many. Uh, they've even cut down on their own turnovers lately. The last four games, just three turnovers based uh, compared to earlier in the year, many more uh, four in one game, two, three, that sort of thing. So you're going to have to play well still to, to win. And if you win, I think you're in the college football playoff. 
no, yeah, guaranteed. They're, they're, yeah, they're guaranteed. Even if, even if you lose, uh, even if you lose, you have a shot. Mm, um, but I don't know. In type of situation. No, I, if Michigan loses to Iowa, that's a bad loss. I know they're number eighteen, but I think there's too much of a log jam uh, there for Michigan to get in. I know they're a big TV draw that could come into play. Uh, my feeling on the college football playoff rankings: Michigan, I think, has the easiest opponent in a championship game uh, this weekend, Friday or Saturday. So that's why I'm looking at the rankings tonight, and I'm looking at Michigan winning at Penn State, beating Ohio State last Saturday, and I saw some projections from ESPN, and they really are objective when it comes to Michigan, that they still have Georgia number one. And I'm thinking, Michigan won at Penn State. Georgia, Georgia's only road victory of note might be at Auburn or Tennessee. And, and they're not good this year. Michigan won at Penn State, and they beat the number two team in last week's playoff rankings, and you're only going to bump them up a spot? Right. And it's kind of funny because we've gone through this the last few years where they always kind of top out at number two. They've been the two seed in the last two college football playoffs, and they're sitting at, or you'd assume they move up to number two tonight. We'll see what the committee does, I think. Slight, slight chance, very small that they move to number one. The, the committee seems to be, they seem to be willing to let teams jump, you know, and then maybe even jump back. Like if Georgia beats Alabama next week, I wouldn't argue necessarily with Georgia moving back to one. But that one spot, they seem pretty stubborn about moving teams uh, in front of a, another team or like not moving you down unless you really deserve it. I know they did it earlier in the year with Ohio State, but. It'll be something to watch. I mean, I, I think it could come into play. There's still a lot of football left to, to be played when it comes to seeding here. I mean, you still got Oregon, Washington, Alabama, Georgia. You still have to see if Florida State can hang on this weekend against Louisville without their starting quarterback. I will say, you want that number one seed if the four is going to be Florida State, um, which I think if Florida State wins, they, they are looking at probably that spot um, because they don't have their quarterback. And Florida State looks like the weakest top four team, top five team at, at this point. So uh, I think that's something uh, to watch. It's kind of how things shake out this weekend. But I think we'll probably get a decent amount of chalk, maybe one or two upsets here or there. And I think um, you know it'll kind of it'll kind of work out how a lot of people are expecting it to. With Georgia winning, uh, well, I think Oregon's going to win over Washington. But it's going to be a decent amount of football or decent uh, amount of good football this weekend. And then you have Michigan Iowa. I agree with you. I think it's probably going to be the most lopsided game of the weekend. So you're looking at the way I think the weekend will play out in the championship games and what the final four in the college football playoff will look like on Sunday morning. So Michigan beats Iowa. I think Mm -hmm. Alabama will beat Georgia. I don't think Georgia's healthy. I think Oregon beats Washington. And I'm not sold. Florida State had to come back against a weak Florida team. Uh, They could lose to Louisville, but then Louisville got upset by uh, Kentucky, so I'll, I'll go with I'll go with Louisville still winning that game because Florida State doesn't have a quarterback. So if that's the case, Michigan will be number one. Number two, okay. number two will be Oregon. Okay, and then I agree. and then number three is Alabama, and then well, the, the, does Georgia? Does Georgia stay in at number four with with how much love they've given Georgia? We'll see tonight if they're still number one, even after Michigan won at Penn State and beat number two Ohio State. 
And maybe that's why they're keeping Georgia at number one, that, hey, we're going to take them from one to four. Michigan would play Georgia probably in the Sugar Bowl, and you get Oregon, uh, Alabama in the Rose Bowl. And, yes, you would have Texas screaming bloody murder. We beat Alabama, but Alabama beat Georgia to trump that, right? Right. I mean, you could still argue, and I know Michigan's win was great. There have been a couple others. You could still argue that Texas win in Tuscaloosa might be the best win of the college football season. So they would certainly have an argument, and I wouldn't blame them for sitting there and arguing. But if you kind of watch these teams and – I know you got to take the totality of the season. You can't just look at the way they're playing now. But, man, I mean, when you when you look at the teams, I would say Alabama has kind of morphed into probably one of the best four teams. Now, if they lose, they're done. Uh, but you're right. Tonight is going to give us maybe a little bit of a tell, and you never know, but maybe a little bit of a tell as to what they would do if Georgia lost. If they move down to two and Michigan jumps them at one, then I think if Georgia loses, there's, there's a chance – they're out. Right, and, and that, that's why they're going to keep them at one so they can move them to four. But the, the other side of this is, okay, if Oregon and Louisville win, then Washington, yeah. Florida State are out. Will Texas jump to number four? Let's say Georgia beats Alabama. Michigan wins against Iowa. Oregon beats Washington. They're three. Louisville beats mm-hmm. Florida State. Does and this is because Alabama lost. Does Texas now move to number four? You get Georgia, Texas in the Sugar Bowl in one semifinal, and you get Oregon, Michigan in the Rose Bowl out west in the other one. Yeah, I think that's that's certainly a, right? a possibility. It's, it's kind of interesting, too, because then you have to look at location, too. Like if Michigan's the two, they likely end, out, end up out west in the Rose Bowl. But if you're playing a, a three that's the Pac-12 team, like an Oregon or Washington – you know, that might be advantage to the lower seed, but if Georgia's the one, they're certainly going to put them in the Sugar Bowl. So there's still, you know, quite a bit to uh, to play out, but the, the chaos scenario that, you know, maybe I don't want, I don't really care one way or the other, but it would be fun to see is the committee having to make a decision between Alabama, which had just beaten Georgia, and Texas. Mm. And I think they're probably hoping Georgia just wins so they don't have to make that decision. Uh, but it's interesting. And then you look at, it's kind of weird, too. The AP poll on Sunday had Ohio State over Texas, which completely shocked me. Now, Texas will you know, have a chance to jump because they have a game this weekend and Ohio State doesn't. Uh, so I think Ohio State's virtually out as well. I know they're holding out a little bit of hope in Columbus, but uh, I think they're, they're done. Uh, in, you know, they need a lot of chaos this year to back in like, like they did last year with less chaos. Um, but you know, they're still probably keeping the light on there in the – the Woody Hayes Athletic Center down there, <laughs> thinking they have a shot. But it's it's kind of fun because it's going into one of the conference championship weekends on the last time we have the 14 playoff. But it feels like there are more teams in play this year than there have been in a while. If you remember going back to even like 2016, Michigan was sitting at like five or six with two losses and virtually had no chance. There are a bunch of teams with zero or one loss that, that have a shot here at the end. And you know, good good chance that some teams are going to be disappointed getting left out with one loss. Yeah, and because Ohio State lost late and Michigan, if they would get upset by Iowa, I don't think either t- school would be in with those one-loss teams hanging around, including Texas. Clayton, i got to get to a network. T.O. will follow you at the Wolverine.com. Keep up the great work. Appreciate it. Have a good one.